And here we go back again today in the studio, hoping to get ready for what is promised to be one of the best weeks of the season. This is the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Fessler, rocking with you. Sorry, this is a day later than normally when I, I, I normally record. Uh, I kind of came down with a head cold, and uh, I didn't want to, if I wasn't at my, my 100% or at least above 50%, I didn't want to do it. I didn't think I could uh, put out a good enough podcast, but I'm feeling healthier today, uh, feeling a little bit better, more rejuvenated, eating some turkey, spending time with family, and, uh, and then we're we're talking football. I mean, is there is there anything better than football, family, and food? That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. So happy to be with you guys. Uh, of course, this is a great week of, of not only college football, but especially in the Big Ten. Uh, we have some really good rivalries uh, this week. It is rivalry week and kind of starting to take shape. A little bit more. Uh, of course, we'll be there. Will be uh, bowl games being announced. Uh, people going to and uh, the bowl games. Uh, we'll kind of get into what we think about bowl season after we talk about the latest uh, college football playoff uh, by the committee that that sent out their their stuff a couple of a couple of nights ago. So let's dive right into it. And then, of course, the, the betting preview. So let's dive into it. Let's get into the rankings of the the college football uh, playoff. Ranking. So you guys know, and, and I've ranted on it enough, I, I don't like, I don't like rankings. I, again, large data set, pointing it down to one number. But I hate rankings that don't do jack crap. And I would, I am, I am as, as infuriated to really go further than that, but we're going to keep it PG for all of our listeners. I absolutely hate it. I think it's a failed system. Uh, so the committee, basically what they do, uh, bunch of people get together, get in a room, eat, drink some coffee, have a scone or two, maybe a bagel, maybe you know, some nice little you know, Philly cheese spread on the bagel. They sit around and they say, hey, so, so what are we going to do this week? Well, let me tell you, how about the exact same thing as last week? You know what? That sounds like a good idea. Good idea. All right, let's get it sent out. I mean, for crying out loud, do they pay attention to any of these games? I mean, I genuinely want to know. I, 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 I think transparency is good within sports and they have like one spokesperson that's trots out like well the committee felt because you can blame it on somebody but it's really not i mean this is ridiculous georgia ohio state michigan tcu georgia did not play good last week they, they didn't and despite ohio state only beating maryland i know they won by what 13 but it was really six because last second you know last uh fumble uh ohio state in my opinion should be number one you can put georgia two uh michigan three fine TCU for whatever. They are undefeated, but LSU right now is playing a lot better, in my opinion, than TCU. Uh, USC, if they went head-to-head against Alabama, Alabama would probably be favored by seven points. Uh, Clemson, I think USC could beat them, but, I mean, it's just like... And then t- Tennessee absolutely gets mollywopped by uh, get 63 points hung on them, and they're 10th. And because they're better than the other 9-2 and two teams, I mean, it's got to be way more fluid than what, than what this really is. I mean, I grew up in the state of Utah, even the University of Utah at 14. I don't know if they would beat 
Notre Dame head to head. There's just so many little uh, nuances that I just like. I think they just look at record and then they just kind of like you know check 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 check. I mean, for crying out loud, Louisville. I I, I love Louisville. I love Coach uh, Scott Satterfield. But down at 25 at seven and four. I mean, really, what what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Hate it. Um, but uh, it's a failed experiment. I, we've got to add more more. Uh, and it's not really to compute. I don't think there's a perfect algorithm. Like I, I talk all the time about college football. Um, college football is amazing because of the imperfections within the sport. That's what makes it amazing. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of just willy-nilly. And, and uh, But I think, you know what, let's move past this. This I, I think it's time for an expansion. For a long time, uh, even prior to this, this podcast, I've advocated keeping the 14 playoff because, you know, if you look at if you look, you know, we're going to expand to 16 teams. Florida State, do you even think Florida State's in the same realm as Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan uh, right now? No, I, I, I do not. But I, I do think that uh, this is a failed experiment. Uh, I don't know if we, uh, as far as the committee goes, I don't know if we need a committee uh, plus uh, some kind of a, a, a computerized ranking, have kind of like a, and then a fan vote. I've always long advocated, I feel like fans know, uh, for the most part, if you get it across the nation, what the fans are going to be looking like. So anyway, that, that was kind of my thoughts on that. I, I, I hate it. Um, the one thing I do like about college football, though, is I do uh, like bowl games. We'll get into it a little bit more uh, once when bowl games start, start being announced. But I really do like bowl games. I think... Uh, you know, in the past, it, it provided uh, us with with games that you you wouldn't normally see, or or you see on the schedule you wouldn't normally schedule these guys. You know. Uh, and then you could get get uh, you know like a Maryland Virginia Tech, which back in the day you know uh, was a lot better of a of a game. Uh, you know Ole Miss did take on Indiana in 2020. I don't know if you would see that in the regular season. Uh, you can just kind of go through some of these, and you're like, yeah, you know what, I like that. Uh, even back in 2017, when when Wisconsin took on Miami, uh, Wisconsin won by 10, but it was a really good game. It was the Orange Bowl. Uh, it, it, it provides us with with that, and I think uh, the problem with college football is, is we want it, we're we're so focused on crowning the national champion, which we should. But there's a lot of other good things uh, to be celebrated. You look at um, I know I've talked a lot about this team, and, and I'm going to continue to talk about them uh, throughout the off season. But you look at uh, UTSA, the Roadrunners. They don't have a football program. Um, I believe like 2011 was their first year of football. Um, and so this is a UTSA probably will never make it to a national championship. Uh, but in 2016, they were able to get to a bowl game in 2020. They're able to get to a bowl game in 2021. They were able to get to a bowl game, you know, they go 12 and two in 2020. And, um, you know, great story, and and the UTSA should be applauded. Uh, so far this year, they've only lost two games, and they have uh, they have one game against UTEP left, and then a Conference USA uh, championship game that they'll be playing in. But I mean, like it, it, it just provides for the little guys uh, a different outlet. Now, I understand some people are going to complain about the, you know, the big schools. Oh, they're going to be sitting out for the draft. I think that's few and far between. I think for the most part, you're, you know, suiting up for your college one last time uh, does provide, you know, a little bit more on that. But that's just my opinion. 
Uh, I do like the bowl games, and I'm excited to see where uh, everyone in the Big Ten is going to be kind of, uh, you know, set out uh, where they're going to be playing, who they're going to be playing, what the spread's going to be looking like, and kind of diving in. Um, I do watch a lot of college football. I do follow the FCS very closely. Uh, most of the time in my house, uh, I have a few Apple TVs. I, I get it set up where, you know, I'm watching, you know, uh, 8 to 12 games uh, on a given Saturday. Uh, so I do, I do have a lot of other... Uh, teams that I like to talk about, obviously being the Big Ten, we're going to focus on the Big Ten, uh, but I do like, we'll be able to dive in and, and talk about the playmakers on that other side of the ball uh, and, and whatnot. So uh, the Big Ten uh, this week is looking mighty, mighty fine. Uh, let's jump in. Let's kind of just switch gears as we're kind of talking about the teams that have made uh, bowl games, teams that are going to be kind of hanging on the cusp of doing that, and then we can get into the betting preview. And because uh, I think that this is a big thing that we're going to be talking about. So Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Maryland have clinched it out of the East. They will be going to a bowl game. I understand Rutgers made it last year uh, going five and seven. Uh, the the only other team that I guess could, I mean, Rutgers could. Indiana four and seven, Rutgers four and seven, and Michigan State five and six. And they're going up against Penn State. So it doesn't mean that they wouldn't get a bowl game, but they're not bowl eligible. Usually you have to be at least 500 to make the, a bowl game. Uh, uh, in the Big Ten West, you've got Iowa at seven and four, Purdue at seven and four, Illinois at seven and four, uh, Minnesota at seven and four, Wisconsin at six and five, and Nebraska and Northwestern are so far out of it uh they're not going to do it uh, which is kind of cool the big 10 west has been very up in the air this year uh illinois has had time that's looked really good purdue has had times that they've looked really good iowa has not really looked good but they've won the game so uh they're they're there and uh so we're going to kind of be kind of be watching uh who could make it the biggest one obviously being michigan state I guess Indiana and Rutgers, if, if they could uh, sneak in. I don't know how Rutgers did it last year, but they, they were able to make it. Uh, so that will definitely go into our, our predictions. So looking into uh, week number 13 of the Big Ten uh, football conference at, at the slate, we start off with a Friday game. So this this will probably be released on Friday. Um like I said, I apologize. Uh, maybe the game's over by, by this time, but I want to give my prediction anyway on this. Uh, Iowa has to win to lock up the Big Ten West. We, we, we discussed it on the last podcast, what each individual team has to do in order to be uh, in the Big Ten title game against up against Michigan or against Ohio State depending on the winner of that game. Uh, Iowa, they win their end. They're going up against a, a, a not a good Nebraska team. A Nebraska team that fights hard. I mean, I'll, I'll give them credit. They fight. They they haven't given up quite to the effect that I thought they would. I mean, last week, uh, what was it, uh, 14 to 15, Michigan kind of got rolled. Minnesota was a seven-point game. Uh, like, they, they, they've been playing at least uh, the the Purdue game was a six-point game. So they've at least been, been uh, semi-competitive that will definitely be uh, a coaching watch that we're going to be watching. But I think Iowa, right now they're favored by nine I or by ten and a half. Sorry, it opened at nine. Uh, the line has moved to, to ten and a half. I, I think that this is going to be a close game. I do think Nebraska uh, keeps it interesting. Uh, I think they're kind of playing more so for next season. Uh, let's not go out with another back-to-back three and nine season. The year before they were three and five. So, uh, you know, I think they're, they're, they're playing for to, to do better to kind of show Scott Frost, Hey, we at least got four wins. You only helped us with one. We could do it. Um, I think they go out, um, 
I think they play tough. I don't think they're going to win, unfortunately. But I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be 17-14 Iowa. It is at home. I think Nebraska covers that 10.5 points. I think that's just too much, too many points to lay uh, at the feet of Iowa, where they haven't really proven this year to, to really cover big numbers. I mean, they have a couple of times. But for the most part, I'm going to be going um, with the points there, and I'm going to be taking Iowa to win outright. On Saturday, we're going to leave the Michigan-Ohio State game to the very end, um, but we're going to kind of go through this. Uh, I guess I forgot. I did forget to preface. Uh, we will be giving out. We, we always give out two different bets. Uh, we give you out the, the spread bet, right? We said um, we're taking Nebraska plus 10.5, and, and then we just give an outright winner for those of you who just want to pick outright winners. And uh, we said Iowa, if you just want to take the outright winner on that one. Uh, and then, of course, we always do friendly PSA as we're talking about gambling. If you have a gambling problem uh, or if you know someone that has a gambling problem please search help please help them let them know that you care about them if it's a family or friend or someone that you know uh and then if you have a problem there's obviously a lot of uh a lot of help uh out there for you and uh anyway we always want to preface that uh, when we're talking about uh, in our gambling show so on Saturday, the, the first game up, um, like I said, we'll be talking about the Michigan-Ohio State game afterwards, uh, is Maryland against Rutgers. We have Maryland uh, right now is favored by 14. Uh, the line opened, I believe, a little bit lower. It's kind of uh, inflated up. I think uh, Maryland covers. I think that they played well last week. It might be a little bit of my, my big head, uh, you know, thinking, hey, they played tough against Ohio State. But I, I really think that Maryland does not want to go 6-6. Uh, six and six. I think that is a, a big talking point. Uh, if they can get to seven wins in the regular season and then hopefully in the postseason you get to eight wins, that would be uh, the best record uh, really in the last decade or so. Uh, you know, from 2012 all the way to 2021, it's seven wins has been the height, the pinnacle. So hopefully you win, you know, you want to win this game, get to seven wins, win the bowl game, get to eight wins. You're feeling good. You can go on to the recruiting trail. Mike Loxley's doing a, a good job here. Uh, you can sell to those kids to, to come here, to come to Maryland uh, and and, and uh, get those transfer portal kids as well. I do think 14's about right uh, at my comfort level. I wouldn't do much more than that. I do think it's going to be 27 to 10 Maryland. So I think that Maryland covers that, uh, the spread on that one. Uh, it totally depends on how Tungvalo is playing. Uh, it depends on on what Rutgers team shows up. Sometimes they play tough as nails. Sometimes they just look like they're all out of sorts. Uh, but I want to go with Maryland. I want to err on the side of, of Maryland uh, covering the, the spread. So moving past the Ohio State-Michigan game, we're going to go on to the Purdue-Indiana game. Indiana and, and Northwestern have been the, the hardest bets of the season for me. Uh, when I bet against them, they, they somehow cover. When I bet for them, they, they're unable to. Uh, this is a classic just Big Ten battle. These teams don't like each other. Rivalry. Uh, we're going to be getting that going. When you get big numbers uh, in rivalry games, I just don't think, I think these teams, uh, you know, uh, Indiana, Purdue, I, I just think that uh, they don't like each other and, and it's going to be close. I, I don't like going over uh, 10 and a half is just way too many points. And Purdue, quite frankly, hasn't played super great since the bye week, even the week before since Wisconsin. Uh, they've been able to win, but it's not been super pretty. So I think 10.5 points is just way too many points to give in a rivalry game. 
I'm going to be taking uh, Indiana plus 10 and a half. Uh, I'm going to be rolling 31-27 for, for Purdue to win outright. Uh, Purdue does move to 8-4 and four on the season, uh, but would need uh, Nebraska to lose in order to get into that, that, or sorry, Iowa to lose, Nebraska to win in order to get into that Big Ten title game. So something to watch. Next game up, 1.30. Um, we are uh, the mountain time of the afternoon game. Northwestern taking on Illinois. Uh, Illinois, I, I think right now they they I bet I guess the best way to describe Illinois in my mind, and you guys know I, I've loved Illinois all season, but there's been three straight losses against middle of the pack to obviously Michigan, great great team, right? Uh, Purdue, Michigan State, I think they're even though Purdue has a few more wins, they're they're about on the same level. Uh, close games, they they played in them. I think this team comes out absolutely pissed off. Uh, I feel like they've had a really big balloon, and it's been just slowly leaking, making that weird squeaky fart noise. Uh, if you ever did that as a kid, that's what it feels like. And I think in order to stop the leaking before the entire season gets deflated, I think that they're going to come out. They're going to be pissed off. I, I do think that they win this game. Uh, I think that Illinois covers. Right now, it's up to... Uh, uh, it was at 11 and a half when I, when I looked at it this morning. Uh... I want to go 31 to 14. I think that Illinois is just going to be just rearing ready to go. I think that number is really close to what I would have it at. I'm just going to go slightly over uh, that 14 and a half. Even if it was 29 to 14, I think that that half points is is what you know it could be the the deal breaker. Uh, Northwestern is not good. This is a you know. Uh, this is the 116th meeting. I don't think these teams like each other, obviously. Uh, both being in, in Illinois, hoping to maintain the, the crown or whatever. But I think it's, a, again, a big thing for Brett Bielema. Get this, this eighth win. Go into full season. Hopefully you get to nine. Uh, again, recruiting trail, transfer portal. That plays well. Uh, and then playing in the Big Ten, you've had a pretty difficult schedule uh, this season, one of at least top 50 uh, hardest schedules, so I, I think it plays well, and I think Brett Bielema is a great coach, and uh, if I was, uh, if I uh, had to bet, that's what I would be that's what I would be betting on um, as far as Illinois goes uh, I, I think Illinois covers that point I'm going to go 31-14 in favor of Illinois the next game up, we do have Minnesota taking on Wisconsin. Minnesota is one that has kind of bit us in the butt the last couple of weeks as well. Tanner Morgan did not play last week, so uh, keep an eye on that. I do know, uh, I guess, news coming out of, of Minnesota. Uh, quite frankly, I think uh, Minnesota just doesn't have the manpower to play with Wisconsin uh, at home. Uh, Wisconsin has played very well at home. They beat Maryland. They beat Purdue. Uh they the the last half of the season uh, they have not lost at home since uh, October first against Illinois. Uh, so I I do think I I just don't think Wisconsin loses this game against Minnesota. Uh, right now the line is minus three for Wisconsin. I I think that's right about where I would be at. It's been fluctuating between three and three and a half. So if you can get the three, um, I think it's going to be twenty eight twenty four, uh, even twenty seven twenty four. I think Wisconsin barely covers it. 
I don't see Minnesota. Uh, they, they've they kind of been a leaky balloon as well. Uh, they just played a really soft schedule in, in comparison to, to Illinois. Uh, but I do think uh, Wisconsin handles them, and that would be that's the, the that would be what I guess uh, 28-24 for Wisconsin. Final two games, which would be probably two of the most exciting games. Penn State taking on uh, Michigan State. Michigan State played horrible uh, last week, uh, letting Indiana back in the game. Everything is on the line for Michigan State, and we said that for Wisconsin. Uh, we said that against the Illinois game. And uh, they had a chance, an opportunity last week to get to that sixth game. They were unable to. I think Penn State has come a long way. I mean, they've lost to the two best teams in the conference. I don't think that they're a great team by any stretch of the imagination. I think they're top 15 in the nation. Uh, but I, I think they cover at home. Uh, I Right now, it's up to, to, to 19 points. Michigan State just had, I think, seven kids were, were charged or with, with assault, uh, felony assault. I think that's going to play. Uh, I think that's going to be tough. I think that uh, Penn State covers. I think it's going to be 42-21. I think uh, it's a really a lot of points, but I think being at home with what Michigan State went through last week, with the charges being filed this week, I don't think Michigan State's going to be focused. Uh, and I think Penn State covers. I think they're able to do that. Penn State moves to 10-2. and two. They're feeling great. This has been the best season since 2019. And uh, they're going into hoping to get uh, a pretty good bowl game that, to then get 11 wins. Uh, and the only two losses could be people that are playing in the playoffs. So I think you're feeling good if you're Penn State. Uh, very, some, very interesting to keep an eye on. All right, now we've been waiting till the very end to go over the game with you guys. Obviously, one of my favorite games of the entire season. Uh, my dad, you know, huge Michigan fan, uh, grew up watching it. And uh, for the first time in three years, he's actually uh, at my house for Thanksgiving this year. So I'm going to be able to watch it with him. Uh, the last uh, few years, I've, I've been at my wife's family's home uh, for Thanksgiving. So I'm excited to uh, to watch that with him, enjoy it with with uh, with a fan. Obviously, it's different when you're when you're around fans and stuff like that. Um, our neighbor is actually an Ohio State fan. He wants to come over. So doing a little bit of a party should be a ton of fun. Uh, but as I sit and watch this game, uh, this is a deceptive line. Right now it's at seven and a half. This is going to be closer than that. And uh, you look at you look at Ohio State as a whole, and you remember back to that Notre Dame game, barely squeak it out. Couple balls bounce your way. You win the game twenty one to ten. And you're like, okay. They came out, they floored Arkansas State, Toledo, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Michigan State. Not close. They get a bye. Floor Iowa. And then you play against Penn State. And Penn State, the game was close. With about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, the game was incredibly close. A couple of late turnovers, unable to capitalize for Penn State. They end up winning 44-31. to 31. Looks like it, they, they, they beat him down all game. But that wasn't the, the story of the game. Same as, uh, as Notre Dame. Then they play against Northwestern. They struggle against Northwestern. But again... Couple balls bounce their way, get a couple of calls in their favor, they cover it or not cover the, the points, but they, they they're able to get out of uh, get out of Northwestern back to Ohio. They beat Indiana down pretty bad last week against Maryland, thirteen point victory. You're like, man, they, you know Michigan. You, know, you look at the, how they played against Maryland. You know, well, uh, only six points. 
had Tungavailoa not fumbled into the arms of an Ohio State defender, they only win by six points. And if he's capable of making a throw, Maryland gave Ohio State everything they wanted. But all three of the close games, well, four, even if you count Northwestern, they've been able to get a couple of bounces. They got a, They were able to get a couple of wins on the ball. They were able to, to get, out of the, get out of Dodge. Now, Michigan, on the other hand, has had those bounces. It just didn't go. It didn't, they didn't get a, a scoop and score in the last second of the game. Uh, they, they didn't get uh, you know, a pick six with a, a costly turnover, a costly mistake to really show that in their close games that they really, really quote-unquote blew, really, quote, blew them out, right? I think that this is going to be a great game. I think everything is riding on it. I think that Ohio State is going to come down to Ohio State's defense being able to hold Michigan's offense. We know they want to run. We know they want to be efficient with Schoonmaker. We know they want to be efficient with Blake Corum. We know the Ohio State knows what they're going to do. If Michigan gets a lead, gets one stop with a lead, they go up 10 points, that could be disastrous for Ohio State. On the flip side, if Ohio State goes up 10, could be disastrous for Michigan because I don't know if they can come back from, from that. They're very good front running, not as good from behind. I think last week scared them against Illinois. I think that they have everything riding on this. Harbaugh wants to go to a national championship. This would move them into the second place if they were able to win, considering if as long as Georgia, you know, holds on. Be second, you're not playing against an SEC team or potentially not playing an SEC team in what would be the first round of the playoff. I think that Michigan's going to pull this one out. I think they're going to go to Columbus. I think that Harbaugh is a better coach than Ryan Day. I think it's going to come down to the minute details. And I want to go with Michigan, 24-21. I think that they cover the they cover the the seven and a half that, that is laid by Vegas right now. And I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. It's going to be one for the ages as uh, as we go forward. But uh, excited to watch the game on, on Saturday. I hope all of you guys have enjoyed this season as much as I have on the Big Ten Football Focus podcast. Next week, we will be doing a recap of this week, following up by uh, the Big Ten title game, kind of a preview there and then what to expect for the teams that didn't make a bowl game obviously reacting to, to who's going to be going to bowl who's going bowling and who's not uh, should be a lot of fun things we also have a huge list of coaches we want to go through of potential people that we want to uh to fill the vacancies are people going to be fired after the season our team's going to be moving on who's on the hot seat and whatnot a lot of great content coming your guys's way enjoy the last week i hope you guys had a wonderful thanksgiving we'll be with you guys every step of the way have a wonderful week and we'll see you back here on monday <laughs>